Swing and a drive. Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their story. And now here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter. Hi, guys. Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays. We are live with you. This is a first for us. We are all having a few technical issues, which is probably to be understandable in terms of what we're trying to do tonight, but absolutely thrilled that we're here. It's what, 10 o'clock here in the UK. It's five o'clock in Toronto in the Eastern time zone. It's two o'clock in Vancouver. And if you are in Auckland and New Zealand, it's nine o'clock tomorrow morning. So wherever you are, welcome, welcome, welcome. Great to have you on board. I just want to at the start just say a massive thank you to a couple of groups of people who've sort of slightly encouraged me, but not directly to think about doing something like this. So a big shout out to Jay Bird watching and, and the guys there and also to the walk off pod. And uh, we've nicked Mark off them as well to, to join us. So just thanks to those guys and also to Gary Stanley, who's here from the UK, couldn't join us this evening but a huge thanks to him because he was one of the ones that's just been poking me about doing something like this so guys here we are we've finally made it uh so thrilled to have all of you here what we'll do is just going to do a little introduction to everybody so we all know who each other's they are daniel welcome how are you doing sir have you had a good day yeah really good it's uh it's the week before the easter holiday so we're just counting the days down at school now but yeah, it's late, but I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. Great, great to have you. Mr. McLaren, north of the border. How are yep. you, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm slightly better than uh, than Daniel there because this is our Easter holidays here. <laughs> this is week one, so yeah, all so, good. So you're feeling very chilled? Yep. Yeah, Excellent. so far. Excellent. Well, great to have, have you aboard. Mark, uh, many of us uh, from the UK obviously know you well through the particularly through the Facebook group where you're very uh, popular in there and uh, post a lot. But uh, just tell us where you are. Just remind us. Yeah, I'm in Ontario, uh, London, Ontario, a couple hours from Toronto. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. I'm excited for Easter weekend as well because I'll be in England. Ah, yes, you're so coming the other way. Yeah, because I'm quite... on the days for that as well. Yeah, because a lot of guys are going over, you know, for I think the first couple of games uh you know just the excitement of getting back into seeing the jays so and you're you're heading in the opposite direction so uh we shall well, look I'm forward going to a game before i leave so yeah well that's all right then and a massive welcome to our expert of the group elizabeth how are you i'm flawless how are you doing you're flawless excellent <laughs> that's that's fantastic well you can make up for the rest of us so um and one other thing I just want to say, it's great great to have you guys. Uh, sorry that I'm in a little corner in the screen, but um, I couldn't get teams to work properly into getting us all the same size, but maybe that's probably no no bad thing. But uh, there we go. Well, great to have you guys on board. What we're hoping to do is we're going to sort of intersperse other people as we go along. We're looking to do this every Monday evening, straight late afternoon uh, for the guys in Toronto. Uh, so... Please come and join us. Come and find us. And uh, if you've got questions or whatever, just chuck them in. And uh, we'd love to hear from you as we're doing this. And we'll try and keep an eye on 
various chats on on YouTube and stuff. Uh, just make sure we pick up on that. Okay then, right. So let's uh, just to get things kicked off. How are you guys feeling? Uh, I was going to talk about spring training first, but I'm going to slightly change that. Just let's just get the the vibe in the room for this coming season. Daniel, what's the excitement level in your household like? Oh, very. I mean, we're going to win the AL East, right? So it's it's not quite a done thing, but very exciting just to see how that unfolds. Uh, I think this is going to be an incredible season. I think I know we'll talk about spring training, but no one's been injured too badly in spring training, which is really good as well. So we're sort of fighting fit and ready to go. Uh, bring it on. Really excited to see what a team that started to do really, really well last year, we can just build on for this year as well. Yeah, no, totally. Elizabeth, what's the mood like in uh, downtown Toronto at the moment? Oh, everybody's super excited about it. Just the fact that we've got a full season back at Rogers Centre again without capacity limits at the stadium, that all of these players who most, a lot of them have not even experienced a full sold-out crowd in Toronto and what that energy is like to have that backing them is just going to be amazing. Yeah. Do you know when when was the last sold out game? Because I just uh, twenty nineteen they didn't do twenty nineteen. Yeah, probably opening day on twenty nineteen because they didn't do particularly well in twenty nineteen. So um, Canada Day usually sells out too. It's a pretty big deal. Yeah. No, that that that's that's fair. Mark, what's it like down in London? Is that is is the ripples of Blue Jay fever? You know, can it, can it yeah. clearly be seen, or is it just around your house? No, no. Uh, there's a lot of Blue Jays fans here. We're also there's a lot of Tigers fans here as well. But but mm. the, the baseball the baseball buzz is is pretty pretty adamant around here. I I go down to the the pub and and everybody's talking about the Blue Jays or baseball. And so yeah, it's, everybody's pretty excited about this team particularly. Yeah, excellent. And David, what's it like north of the border? I, I I'm sure there are countless Blue Jays fans in your town, all ready yep. for the new season. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, literally all of me is really excited about it. <laughs> the whole of you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really know two others outside my family. Um, yeah, that's it. But I've got, my dad likes likes the Blue Jays. I've got an, another good friend who's a Giants fan. Yeah. Um, which is fine. We chat about it and we're, we're far enough apart in divisions and all that. We can enjoy each other's team. But yeah, yeah ready to go, ready to go. Brilliant. So what do, what do we feel about spring training? How, how do you feel? Uh, we've got one more game to go tomorrow and then it's pack the bags go north uh how do we feel spring training's generally gone i mean it's always a bit of a mixed bag isn't it in terms of trying to work out does it actually mean anything probably doesn't but it's an opportunity for players to try different things what what do you guys feel jump in gosman looked fantastic today i mean nobody got hurt yeah, I'm not too concerned about a bad game here and there, but I think I think they look good. They're they're healthy. Yep, pitching looks yep. good. Yep, Kevin Gosman's first game today. I think yeah, he threw six cool. innings. Yeah, sorry, go on, Elizabeth. Yeah, they even talked about just going on like about how spring training can sometimes mean something or not mean something. I know the other game when Barrios was pitching, they were talking on the broadcast about how he's got a certain pitch that he 
knows that he knows how to throw it and he's very comfortable with it and he's actually not throwing it in spring training because he doesn't want the opponents to have a look at it and to kind of like get used to it and everything and because he knows he's comfortable with it he's just not using it in spring training so you get like kind of little tricks like that that the pitchers are doing where they're maybe like not using something but you'll yeah. see it in the regular season so yeah. i mean that it's harder with the hitters they're obviously going to swing at pitches <laughs> yeah. that they want to swing at they're not gonna sure. i don't want the pitcher to see me swinging at that one so yeah, i'm yeah. just gonna want to go on by not yeah. so much but uh yeah i think for pitchers it's definitely just more about them kind of getting used to the number of pitches that they have to throw yeah no no totally Daniel, what's your take on spring training? Uh, how, how does it compare to preseason warm-up for Colchester? Uh, well, for me, it compares the same in that I have little interest in either. And that's probably not the right thing to say on this podcast right from the outset. I haven't watched the spring training game. I've yeah. watched the tweets and the reports very carefully afterwards to make sure that everyone got through it. Um, yeah. and, and you see things, you know, was it Jordan Romano got injured, but he was walking his dog. And yeah. Nate Pearson's poorly now. Um, but that's not necessarily linked to an in-game injury. So you just you hope that everyone's got through it, and that's fine. But I think people look sharp. Vladdy looks sharp, again, sort of building on from last year as well. So you like the fitness levels are strong. Um, mm. But for me, that's the most important thing. It's people holding things back, like Berrios has done, whatever. It's all about when the season starts. So everyone's had their time in the sun. They've had a good run around. They've got back together again as a group. They've wondered whether they were even going to play or not. So they've sort of got over that now, hopefully. Yep. Um, and everyone's ready to start. And I think that's the most important thing. So mm. it's it's good for what it is, but it's it's all about opening day for me. Sure. David, what 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 do you get from the vibe of the players, do you think, watching spring training? I mean, there seems to be a fair few smiles around. I think the Jays have put out some great photos of, uh, you know, dug out big, yeah. big grins across. Do you, do you see that across the team? So, uh, yeah, I've not watched any spring training. I, I messaged you the other day saying I was oh, you watching did? my first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, uh, yes, I have a confession to make. I was watching it with my son. Excellent. And then I was scrolling through Facebook and saw there was a new Dude Perfect video up and we watched that instead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've watched wee videos, like highlight videos and stuff here and there and things. And, yeah, like like Daniel saying, it, it's good and it's good fun and they look good and they, they seem to be having good fun which I think is hugely important, but sure. especially with the pitchers, you don't know what they're trying to work on, what they're trying out in spring training and what's, mm. yeah, what they're saving for the season and stuff. So, yeah, just take it with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I, I think the most important thing is that they seem to be having fun and they seem to be gelling together, which is great. Yeah, I, I, I think that's absolutely right. I think everything I've seen has been, you know, has been relatively positive. I, I think it's hard to read anything into how the games have gone, you know, you can look at score lines and uh, there was one of the games, um, which was, I can't remember which, which two teams it was now, but some one team was like 28 runs to four or something like that. And it's just, well, it actually means nothing at all, but I think it's an opportunity for, as you say, for all the players to have a crack at a few things, work on a few things and, uh, you know, get, get running for opening day. And, uh, I think we should be very excited. I think there's lots to lots to look forward to. In terms of uh, the trades the guys have made, the Jays have made, are we sort of happy with with what's happened? Elizabeth, how, how have you seen the trades over uh, over this period of time? I think they've been good. Um, the most recent one was 
kind of a random one that came out of nowhere. I don't think that people were expecting a Reese McGuire trade and trading him for another backup catcher who is basically it it's like almost it seems like they traded Reese McGuire for Reese McGuire but with an option. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's noted. because Reese McGuire is what Reese McGuire is and now there will maybe be a few less jokes going around on Twitter but we have somebody that who can maybe break camp with the team to start out but then when they get into the crunch when they have to um, Mm. decrease roster size a little bit they could maybe send him down to Buffalo for a bit and they'll probably keep Jansen and Kirk would be my guess would be the two that actually stay up and the other guy gets sent to Buffalo and then I think Chapman was a really good acquisition too I know there were some people online who were complaining when you know Josh Donaldson went to the Yankees and oh we should have brought Josh Donaldson back here to play third and I thought you know what we don't we don't need to go down that road again no. we have there done that it is not 2015 2016 anymore and I don't think that Donaldson's personality to put it nicely <laughs> would mesh very well with the group of young kids that are in there now and it seems that matt chapman's fitting really well with them so i'm pretty happy with that yeah happy with those pitching wise uh daniel what what do you feel about kukichu coming into the uh starting rotation happy with that yeah i think i would say we've got the strongest rotation in the in the division and i think we saw at the end of last season ryu just sort of dipped a little bit didn't he He was he was pulled up off games after maybe one or two innings and it just wasn't quite there for him. So the fact that now we've got five strong pitchers and maybe he's not the one carrying the, the rotation is really strong. And I think as well, it gives you um, Pearson Stripling as a sort of sixth and seventh pitchers, if you like, to come in mm-hmm. as well. So not only are the first five strong, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Berrios on that you know, when he opens on opening day, but the people behind them are strong. That the, the people who can go for many innings are really mm-hmm. strong too. And on Matt Chapman as well, what I wonder was is going to happen is whether it means Vladdy goes up to hit at two or not because I was I'm not much into the statistics of it but I think there's a feeling looking at it that Matt Chapman gets on base a little bit more than than other people will and we can increase our scoring options maybe if he splits Vladdy and Teoscar or something like that mm. um, and so I'm wondering I think Charlie Montoya is pondering it at the moment I don't know if it's happened in spring training whether Vladdy moves up one and Chapman comes mm. in at three with Teoscar at four and and whether that's something to look out for as well. But I think he's a Josh Donaldson personality, but his calves as well, I don't think would fit in and last <laughs> particularly. So um, I think Salmon's an amazing signing. I think it would be great. That sounds like a man who's just admitted that he's doing the London Marathon again. Yeah, I'll be walking the London Marathon, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good man. Uh, David, what are, you, what are you excited about in terms of the trades that have happened? I think I think they've been pretty spot on to be honest. Um, the Chapman one I think is great. I know everyone, almost everyone, was hoping for, hoping we'd go for JRAM and stuff. But I think um, defensively he's really strong, and from what I'm reading, that he's going to it's going to help maybe cover a wee bit of Bichette's defensive deficits. Mm. They're saying he's a wee bit weak going to his right and stuff, so Chapman's going to help kind of shore that up a wee bit. Yeah. Um, and I think we're I, th- I think we're sitting in a really good position. We've got really good starting rotation and everything. Um, there's one or two areas that we could maybe be a wee bit stronger, but I think I'd be more than happy to start the season like this and see what we need as we get towards the trade deadline. You know, because obviously yeah. things could change, people get injured and things like that. Mm. I think we're better 
holding on till then and seeing what we need, you know. Sure. But sure. delighted with it. Yeah, great. Mark, is a certain individual who could possibly play base uh, second base still in the offering, do you think? Do you think they're still looking at J-Ram in terms of potentially? Is or are, are you just, that's probably, that boat's passed by now? I think there's still a good chance the Indians, or sorry, the Guardians made an offer from what I heard, and it, mm. it was quite low compared to what other players of J-Ram's caliber are getting. So I don't know if you'd consider it a bit of a slap in the face, but it definitely wasn't up to par with with what other guys of his level are getting. So if they're not going to give him the, you know, the, 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 I think he's probably worth thirty million at least a year. Yeah, five, five years maybe five six year deal. And I think they offered him uh, about a twenty low twenties, low to mid twenties average salary. So I think mm. I think that's on the table. Carlos Baer got posted. I think something on Instagram that it's still definitely a possibility. I don't know how reliable he is. He's made a few calls that that came through, but I mean, maybe I'm just hoping. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it's possible. Yeah, I, I, I mean, do we, do we? I mean, Elizabeth, do you, do you feel that he would be good for us, or do you, are you sort of confident that Biggio stroke Espinal at second? is good enough for us or are we still looking for something more than what they can offer? I think it depends what the ask is going to be back for Ramirez. If they're coming in and saying, well, we want Moreno and Martinez plus one of Vigio and Espinal, then no, that's, that's too much. Mm. And I also did hear um, that apparently JRAM is not, the biggest fan of playing second base. So I guess he did play some second base when Donaldson was on yeah. the team formerly known as the Indians back in the day and that right. he wasn't the biggest fan of it. So I don't know if he would be too thrilled to come over here and do it. Mm. I don't know. I, I think if it did happen, it would be something that would be maybe more likely towards the trade deadline so that you have some time to see what's going to happen with Biggio because last season was such a write-off for him with playing a position that he's not used to and being injured half the time and everything. Mm. Um, but I think you kind of need to give it some time to see what you're going to get out of Biggio and Espinal and see how badly you really feel like you need to upgrade. And like I said, depends what the ask is going to be back for him. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally agree with that. And I think, I think, I think we all want Biggio to do really well this season. I think, you know, everybody I speak to, desperate for him to pick up some of his previous form obviously last year was a really tough year for him but I think I think now the pressure off him not having to play at third base will really help him so let's hope that that takes place anybody want to take on Dexter Fowler and why the Jays have pulled him in just depth (laughs) it's just a depth move yeah hope hope (laughs) yeah if they can get him if he if he plays well enough to even get a call up for the bench, yeah, that's a plus. Yeah, I think did I see you tweet out, Mark, about you know if if they made the move five years ago, it would have been a really yeah. good one, and uh, not quite sure why they're doing it now, but uh, I yeah, said I've been wanting him ever since 2015. Too yeah, it's not 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I guess a man like him with his experience, it's good for the young guys, isn't it, to have that as you say that depth on the team and uh, 
Yeah, so he's going to be signed to Buffalo initially, isn't he? And then we'll get pulled up at, at the appropriate moment. Okay, um, let's have a little look at your starting lineups. Daniel's already sort of mentioned slightly about what he's looking for. So I thought it'd be good to, to go go through where we think everybody's going to sit. And there have been a couple of variations I think we've seen in spring training, which would be different to what perhaps we would expect. Okay, so um, Elizabeth, do you want to kick us off with what you think the starting... Oh, there's, a, there's a big shock on your face as I asked you that question. <laughs> You want me to go the whole one? Through no, 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 no. Okay, let, let, let's let's take the easy ones, okay? Because I think I think well, let's let's well, take if the first. Springer let's... isn't leading off. I will eat my left shoe. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I think. <laughs> okay, sp- <laughs> yeah, I think Springer. We can definitely say will be leading off. Then the question comes about who plays second. I what? think it's gonna be Vladdy. I think Vladdy likes second better and it gets him more at bats. And I mean, if I know there's a lot of talk about wanting Vladdy at bat with people on base, but he can hit a home run just as well. And if George Springer happens to hit a leadoff home run and then Vladdy hits a home run, you're still up to nothing. Yeah. And I'm not complaining two batters into the game and I'm not complaining about that. So how, how does this, how does this, I mean, you guys, perhaps you and, and Mark, because you, you're much more familiar with the, the baseball setup than perhaps the other three of us. So I've always understood that you want your biggest hitter at position three. How does how does this moving Vladdy up to two then change that dynamic in terms of you're hoping your first two guys are going to get onto to base, batter number three comes in and... and you know, knocks it out of the park. Is it is it because of the aggression of Bo that they want to switch that around? What do you think is behind that? I think, I think that mentality is just changing. To be honest, I think now maybe you know five to ten years ago, everybody wanted top two guys to be speedy on base guys, and then the next like third and fourth would be your big power hitters. But I think, I think now, people just want their best hitters up, the top, the top two or three. So, it, Vladdy, yeah, he he's got the most power on the team, but he's also the best hitter. Sure. So we have guys with power that we can put third and fourth, to Oscar Hernandez and Bo Bichette, and, and but Vladdy is, you you get Springer and Vladdy on, and then you've still got two or three power hitters coming up right after them anyway. Yeah. Yeah, there's no break for the pitchers. Yeah, David, where did you have uh, the Bo Vladdy conundrum? I'd like to see Vladdy third, but uh, a second. Sorry, but I think I don't okay. know the way. Just what I've seen in spring training and box scores and stuff like that, they seem to put him third quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'd be happy to have him third and uh, second. Sorry, and over the course of the season, he's going to just rack up a few extra at bats, which could make the difference in a few games. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to go Springer, Vladdy, Bo. I'm just changing my order because I had it the other way around. Uh, number four, I've got down as Tioska. Everybody happy yeah, with good. that? Good. Yeah, yeah, all good. Uh, then I had Guriel, Junior, yeah. number five. Uh, then DHing, 
well, I had bird down, but of course that is all <laughs> gone out the window. <laughs> Where did that happen? I wasn't expecting that news today. No, he's gone. He's disappeared. He's taken his option and he's walked out. So yeah. who who we got he down is Sorry, go on, um, Elizabeth. Oh, I just I just made a stupid bird joke. I said he flew the coop. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Well done. Sign her up. Right. So who have we got? I I had Kirk as my other option in terms of DHing, but I don't know whether that's. I don't know. What, what do we What do we feel? Yeah, I had I had Kirk as DH. Yeah. I I don't know whether I start with him or or Danny Jensen just generally, but I think. He, he's a good enough hitter to sort of get his way into that starting lineup one way or another, and particularly with Bird gone now as well. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd put Kirk in. Yeah. Yeah. Or depending on who's pitching, you could put in Tapia if you want to get a left handed bat in there. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we haven't mentioned him at all, have we? And because he, he's got a bit of speed on the base as well, hasn't he, Tapia? Yeah. Okay, so we've got a Kirk stroke Tapia. Uh, so our opening day, so this is what we're looking for. So uh, do we think. They're probably going to go with Kirk. Would that be our guess? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Number seven. I then had Matt Chapman. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Happy with that. Uh, Eight would be for me. Would be Biggio if presuming he's playing second base on opening day. And then and then Danny. Jano down at number nine. How's that sound? That sounds like a pretty depth, good lineup. It? It's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. It's a good, yeah. good, good starting lineup, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, very, very exciting. Uh, so, in terms of the lottery wins that people do with a fifty-fifty ticket, Elizabeth, uh, I don't know what the percentage chance of winning something on that lottery, but I think our percentage chance of winning. The starting lineup is a lot, lot higher. I think I think that's pretty much set, isn't it? And and they've they've used that rotation or all that batting order quite a lot through spring training as well. So that's um pretty good. So yeah, happy happy with the starting. Right. Okay. So what we're going to do for the last half an hour that we're together is just do a few predictions and where we think things are going to land. Uh, some of them are more sensible. Some of them are slightly more daft. But uh, let's just see see wh- where we end up. Okay, so let's let's go for total wins then overall uh, for the team. Where do we where do we want to sit, D- um, David? Why don't you kick us off on that? Yeah, one hundred and sixty. Uh, no, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go ninety four. Oh, ninety four. That's nice and high. Yep. Okay, we're all in. All in, yeah. Because it's obviously a tough division, isn't it? So I, I know people thought, "Oh, could they get over the hundred? I think I think that would be a massive ask to to do that, particularly against yeah. the. I think number another division, definitely, but not enough. Sure. One. Yeah. Okay. Ninety-four for David. I'm going to just write these down because it's going to come back and haunt you, Daniel. I had ninety-five. Ooh, I like so, the yeah, positivity. Close, yeah. I okay. think we'll do better than was it ninety one last year, and we're we're going to be better than last year. So, uh, yeah, ninety five. Ninety five. Okay, Elizabeth, where are you? I had also picked ninety four. Do I have to pick a different number now? That, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> Can I say ninety four as well? Okay, you guys are really positive, Mark. Where would you be? 
I have with the lineup we just discussed, I think 96. But after after we trade for Jose Ramirez, I'll bump that to about 104. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with 96 right now. Oh, see, I, I had I say I only had it down at 92. Uh, so you guys are much more positive. And I don't know why. I think I was just being more realistic. I think because I think you know it is a tough, tough division. And I know, I know. Last year, well, I mean, we, I mean, the next one we're going to look at is you know how many wins do we think they're going to do at Rogers? I mean, Elizabeth, just tell us what difference that will be for the team in terms of playing at home for the whole season. I mean, you're there week in, week out doing your your 50-50 stuff. How much does that atmosphere and that positivity that comes from the crowd impact the team? It's going to be huge for them. I mean, when you think about the fact that not only when they played in Dunedin for the first part of last season, almost none of those games felt like home games for them because you have so many Phillies fans that are in the area that came for that, like so many spring training facilities that are around there. So whoever they were playing against was coming and cheering for whoever they were playing against. And then when they were in Buffalo, you had all of the Yankees fans and the Red Sox fans coming over and, and none of those felt like home games at all. So you're going to have all of Toronto coming out to every single home game. Yep. And that's going to be huge. It will be interesting to see if there's any sort of effect on the fact that some of the players aren't going to be as familiar with Rogers Center because there are some guys who haven't played yeah. very much at Rogers Center yet. So it might take them a little bit to get used to the turf or something like that. But uh, they're all used to going to all these different ballparks and playing in different places anyway. And Matt Chapman actually has played in Toronto as a member of the Oakland Athletics before. So it's not like he hasn't played at Rogers Centre. He just hasn't yeah. played at Rogers Centre as a home guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to love it. I, I, yeah. think, I think every player that I can remember being interviewed, talking about, you know, the home crowd and, and the difference it made when they came in in july last year and and just and that was only what fifteen thousand people in the in the ballpark at, at that point in time because of the pandemic restrictions yep. to be what was it 50, is it fifty two thousand ish um roger center yeah. something somewhere in that order to have that crowd i mean opening night is going to be immense isn't it uh, mark did, you're going opening to the opening game are you no we we messed up and accidentally bought tickets to the wrong game so when we <laughs> tried to exchange them we exchanged them, and, the, and uh, the home opener was sold out. So we're going the second day now. Ah, uh, okay. Well, never mind. You'll you'll be there. Yeah. Bobblehead day, it's fine. I'll still yeah. get the bobblehead. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, you'll be queuing at five a.m. or whatever it is you need to do to <laughs> to to get it. Okay, so so let's um let's just think about then wins for the team in Rogers Centre. Daniel, let's start with you this time. Okay, there's no science, no science or maths behind this. I've just gone 58. Okay. I have no idea where that stands, but I figure we'll win well more than half of our games at home. So. Yep. 58. 58 for Daniel. Okay. David, where, where did you end up? Yeah, I've gone 51. 51. Okay. Any rhyme or reason for that, or is that just a sort of slightly, hey. slightly above half? 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. I think I expect us to do better at home. Uh, yeah, that was that was and then I guessed. <laughs> Very good, excellent, uh, Elizabeth. Where do you think? I mean, of course, you'll be cheering on every home game, so that's going to make a big difference. <laughs> where 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 are you going to land? Ah, uh, let's say fifty-five. Fifty-five. Running out. Of space on a piece of paper here and mark what what have you got i think 54 oh your price has rated me right in there (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i had 55 so i'm the same as elizabeth uh so i i i I think actually i think it could be more than that to be fair i think i'm being a bit conservative i think i think it's just going to be such an important year for them uh, coming back home, um, I, th- I think we underestimate what that that feeling will be like. Not not just for the players, but I think you know, well, their families who've had to cope with the whole sort of where we're going to be living and all that sort of stuff. I just think they're going to be so much more settled, and uh, it, it'll be excellent. Okay, let's. That's total wins at Rogers. Uh, I just noticed on the chat uh, a couple of guys. Just hello to you. Uh, welcome to Max. And also to Tim, who's watching in Niagara Falls. Great to have you with us this evening. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, total home run for the whole roster. How many home runs do we think we're going to get across the season? Now, let me, I did get the stats up for last year. Let me just remind you of what that was. It was 200 and something, I think, from memory. 262 home runs for last year where do we think that's going to be this year round elizabeth let's start with you oh let's not oh okay (laughs) (laughs) all right well mark mark okay no true you you know what um go on sorry i was working all day and then we start this at five o'clock my Toronto I, time, my time. So I was like, ah, done work and then go. And then, so I didn't have like a ton of time to research in anything. So you know what? Let's go with it's going to be very random and they hit 262 last year. I say they hit 262 this year. Okay. Same, same amount. Okay. I think um, there will be some that didn't go out, that did go out at the minor league parks that won't go out at Rogers Center, but then you'll get some that are just, Hit yep. harder and few more. So yeah, we we did talk about this. Two fifty two again. Yeah. So so Elizabeth and I recorded a pod which is coming out this Friday, um, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday when we were recording in terms of Vladdy's home runs that you know wouldn't have been home runs at Rogers Center that he got last year and what influence or what what difference that could make, um, and actually be you know one of the things that we sort of reflected on was. Dunedin is quite a windy ballpark and that also could affect in terms of the Rogers Centre being, you know, pretty sterile in terms of wind conditions. So who knows what difference it could be, but you're going to go with 262. You're going to stick with the same as last year. Mark, who have you got? Or what have you got? I'll say 275. I think they'll hit more. Okay. Where where do you see those extra extras coming from? Bearing in mind that we've lost Simeon. Uh, I think Chapman's going to hit as many home runs as Simeon did, maybe more. Well, really? Maybe not more. I think he'll hit, okay, maybe not quite more, <laughs> maybe 35. Yeah. I think Chapman will hit 35. Okay. And I think Springer will hit 
15, 20, 15, at least 15 home runs more than he did last year. I forget how many, but he's going to play a full season, hopefully, or yeah. like 100, 140 at least games. Sure. And I think Springer will make up the difference. Okay. Yeah. No. Oh, Spr- Springer. Yeah, Springer's a Springer's a good good shout actually. Uh, David, where where did you go? I've gone slightly lower, just taking into account what you're saying about a uh, minor league parks and stuff. So I'd gone two forty-eight. Okay. But actually, I, I I do think the team's going to be better, but I think um, yeah, I think not playing these minor league parks is just going to on paper hinder them a wee bit in terms of their home runs. Yeah. Okay. But two- still. Yeah, I agree with like Chapman. I think Chapman will hugely benefit because he's coming in from a huge park where sure. you need to really get it to get a home run. I think he's going yeah. to find it a bit easier. Yeah. Matt Chapman hits 35 home runs this season. Last year, me is going to be so mad. Yeah. I think he will. I think he'll hit 35 home runs. I had him on my fantasy team for a while last year, and I rage dropped him because I got sick and tired of his inability to hit a baseball. <laughs> So you haven't got him this year then? I draft tonight, actually. Oh, do you? Okay. Oh, well, we won't draft again, but uh, uh, I'm, he is not on my radar this year because he burnt me too bad last year. Uh, <laughs> that may come back to bite you. We shall see. 27 last year in a bad year, right? 27. With no, I, no I think I picked him up late in the season, and he must have just have already hit like 20 of those. Yeah. <laughs> He was one of those guys that kept getting dropped by everybody because he'd pick him up in a slump and then he'd get hot for a week and then someone else would pick him up yeah. and then he'd off again so they'd drop him. I think he made the round through rounds through half my league. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Daniel, what did you go for? Uh, 270. I think, nope. you know, spring is the key on this, isn't it? How, how fit he stays yeah. throughout the season, but 270, a few more than last year. Yeah, I just went 265, just similar. I thought... Again, a little bit more positive, but not not pushing it up massively because I was I was thinking about the Simeon loss, uh, but wasn't really reflecting in terms of George Springer. I think that actually might be the um, might be the turning point on that stat if he can stay healthy and do what he needs to do through the season. Very good, right? Okay, let's focus in on uh, Mr. Guerrero Junior. Um, so where where are we going to put Vladdy in terms of? home runs this year do we feel that he's going to exceed what he did last year so i think is it was it 48 if i remember off the top of my head yeah yeah okay so do we think he's going to go north of 50 i don't no i've, I've okay. gone 42 i've, oh, I've you're going gone the other slightly. way I, yeah i still think he'll be an amazing player and he'll, he could still well be up for mvp but i just think maybe not quite hit the heights of last time. I think that the runs will be more spread out this year throughout the team. So I've, I've just gone 42. I do wonder, um, having seen him steal the base against the the Yankees in spring training on the highlights, mm. I wonder if he'll, he'll join the 30-30 club and, and manage to steal a whole few more bases this time as well um, mm. and, and up there. But I'll go 42. Yeah, he definitely stole uh, a couple of games ago. I, I watched him steal a base. So uh, yeah, and he's looking at he's looking a bit nimbler again, isn't he, this year yeah. in terms of uh, his his weight loss and and stuff. So looking very good in shape. David, where did you go for Vladdy? I've also gone forty two. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I think 
as just like I said with the team home runs, I think he'll have a better year, but I think it's going to be a wee bit harder. Yeah. Um, I seem to remember last year when we went back to Rogers Centre, he seemed to have a wee bit of a slump, which could just be coincidence, but I wasn't sure if he just felt he had to try a wee bit more in that park. Um, but yeah, as I say, it could just have been coincidence that that's... I say slump, like he's obviously still hitting over 300 for the season, but sure. yeah, just uh, relatively speaking, so I've said 42. Okay. I, I wonder whether, you know, the, the pressure is mounting on him every season get, that goes past the, the expectation and is more and more and more and more, isn't it? And I wonder how much that has to... Because th- was it in August last year when we had a particularly bad run? And I think, again, everybody was like, he's not, you know, he's not getting bat and ball in the same way that he was at the beginning of the season. And, and you know, these, this pressure does build up. You know, he's human at the end of the day. And... Uh, as much as we think he can do anything we want him to do, uh, you know, there is a pressure on him. Elizabeth, where, where would you put Vladdy this year? Okay, ready for this? Bold prediction time. Okay, here we go. I'm liking positive. I feel positive. Team. 50 home runs and Vladdy's 50th home run comes on the last game of the season. Come on. Who are we playing at the end? Uh, well, who are we playing? Regular or post? Yeah. 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 The Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's who's the last uh, game regular? Anybody got uh, the schedule in front of them? Mark, uh, Mark is Mark is looking up because uh, yeah, looking up real quick. It's probably the Orioles. We I was going to say the Orioles a lot at the end of the season. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? I that's been quite quite common. Okay, so you're you're going super. So what, why are you so positive? Because you are positive, I know. But but, but why are you so positive yeah. on on this one? Well, because if you don't throw bold predictions out there and you always just play it safe, then you can never be like, then when something awesome and crazy wild like Vladdy hitting his 50th home run on the last game of the season and that happens and you, if you played it safe, you don't call it. Yeah. Like if you just, if, if he hits 42 home runs and he hits 42 home runs and has a nice season and you called it, that's nice for you. But 42 home runs is kind of a safe call. But if you actually called... <laughs> Vladdy hitting his 50th home run on the last game of the season. Who would have thought it? Oh my god! Oh, she's she's up and running. She's up. so. How many how many games are we going to win all season? I'm sure we're we're with 95, right? You play against the Orioles at the end. The last game of the season is against the Orioles. That's fair. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's and gonna happen. Keep... And you know what? Here, I'll go. I'll go you one better, even bolder prediction. He'll hit three home runs that game. He'll. <laughs> He'll start off with 47 home runs <laughs> and at the game he, have 50. Off on the Orioles isn't a bold prediction, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they do it all in one inning. Yeah, you know. I just... yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there you go. That's the bold part. All in one Excellent. We're loving that. 50 home runs for Elizabeth. Very good. We, You know on the um, Vladdy bobblehead where he's got his home run counter? We, we we need an Elizabeth Hart Vladdy counter just to you know to make sure that you're keeping on pace every week. We need to you know just make sure that that that's happening. Mark, where did you uh, end up with Vladdy? Um, I think he'll go around forty six. Okay, so just... I think he'll be. I think he'll hit better. I think he'll have maybe a three three twenty to three thirty average. I think he'll be a better hitter, but just mm. maybe a couple of less home runs. Yeah, and is that because of the? minor league ballpark factor or do you just think maybe a little bit i just i'm not really sure i'm just i'm, I'm just taking a safe prediction 
<laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think 45 to 50 is about the range that I think you can expect to see from Vladdy for a while. Yeah. But who knows? I hope, I hope Elizabeth's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so do I, cause I had 50 as well. Um, so, uh, but I wasn't quite so bold in saying that it would be the last game of the season and, <laughs> you know, three, three in that game. But I, I just, I just think, you know, this is, this is our year and I'm, I'm so excited about this. I, of all the time I followed the Jays from 94 onwards, obviously 2015, we had massively high hopes. 2013, actually, there was big high hopes that it, that was the, the year and, and that was a terrible disappointment. But I just feel that the consistency of this particular team, I think the, the youth of this team, which we didn't have in 2015, I'm really excited to see Vladdy, you know, pushing that boundary even more than we've seen already. And I think, you know, he's super fit. He's leaner and he's hungry and i i'm 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 up there with elizabeth i think i think i think it's going to be north of where he was last year May, maybe just below 50 but i'm going to go 50 as well i'll keep it nice and bold and uh you know for, for a brit that's not not bad oh. very good right okay let's uh go to the next one which is uh most strikeouts in a game uh which pitcher firstly is going to get the most strikeouts in a game. And we'll also look at which batter we think might strike out the most in a game. Uh, so let's let's go with pitcher first. Who, who do you think is our key to this one? Daniel, where, where would you go with? I'm, I'm going Manoa. I think okay. when, he, when he's on it, um, I think when he gets up ahead of steam and, he, and he's full swagger um, up and running, I think he'll build momentum. I think... Actually, we talked about having big crowds. I'd love to see Alec Manoa mm. with a big crowd behind him because I think he is one of those people that will thrive and really respond to it. So I think he's the sort of person who can get the crowd up, um, respond to that, thrive on it. So I think he'll have a match where he gets the most strikeouts uh, in an innings. And do you want the batter as well, or are you going to come? Yeah, yeah. No, um, let's have your batter oh, away with Jansen. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't disagree with that. Okay, very good. Uh, David, who have you got? Also gone Manoa. All right. So okay. I'm going to say he's going to have a 13 strikeout game. Oh, 13. Very good. Against. And on they, what? On what date? Hopefully the Yankees, but more realistically the the Orioles. But we'll see. Yeah. Well, the Yankees they they're good, but they do strike out a ton. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. all or nothing. So, yep. That's who I'm, I'm. I'm all in on Manoa this year. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go for Bo. I'm going to. I'm going to say he's going to have a four strikeout game. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because he's so aggressive yeah. at the plate, Bo. Yeah. Bo. Yeah, because he, he, yeah, he goes after the after it, doesn't he? And mm-hmm. and that often can yeah. lead to high strikeout rate. Uh, Mark, where, where have you ended up? I think Gosman's going to have the most strikeouts in a game. Mm. Just okay. I think his, his splitter is just unbelievable. He had, I think he. Only had about five or ten strikeouts less than Robbie Ray last year. He was yeah. He's he's awesome. Yeah. Um. And for for batters, I think Chapman will have the most strikeouts in a game. Okay. I th- I think Chapman, as, as much as I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. He also strikes out a lot, and he's a bit of a streaky. I think he's a streaky type of player. So when he's uh when he's off, when he's having a bad game, I could see him just striking out every at bat. Yeah. 
Okay, very good. Elizabeth? All right, we need like a cool graphic or something for like my bold prediction time. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we, we, we'll, make, we'll make one up for you. It's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for most strikeouts in a game. You say Kikuchi. Hey, okay. <laughs> I gotta say, there's gonna be like, there's gonna be one random game where inexplicably, for no reason whatsoever, he just dominates the heck out of everybody, and no one can touch him, and he throws like eight innings. Yep. Of a, like almost a complete game, and like maybe maybe he throws into the ninth and is throwing a no hitter, and he gives up one hit, and then they take him out, and they're <laughs> like, "Nah, you're good now." I, I love the way. <laughs> inexplicably and then he's very much the kikuchi you expect him to be the rest of the season where we're not really sure like he's your fifth starter yeah this is your but he's gonna have one start where you're like oh my god is this guy our ace (laughs) yeah and and it's often in those very random games these sort of stats happen isn't it it's it's not in the average you know run-of-the-mill there suddenly is a freak game where something happens and 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 it'll be like against the i don't know milwaukee brewers or something Mm. stupid Sure. Royals, Royals, yeah, yeah. I I had Manoa as well. I think uh, just because I was going with brute strength more than anything else. I think I think you know he he on his day appears to have it. I think you know if we look back to his debut last year against the Yankees. I mean he was just so dominant, and then of course then he didn't have a, such a good game on the second one. But but I, I think I think Manoa on his day. <clears throat> Uh, could could do it. Uh, I did have Biggio Dane in terms of strikeouts. Uh, I think again, he you know he could be trying perhaps a little bit too hard and and might have again a game that would uh, come back to bite him. But I think there's so many of them that could be in that camp to be honest. Uh, and you and you can just look at it from a positive perspective in terms of they're going after the ball and just get struck out, and it's just one of those games. The pitchers on on song. Uh, so yeah, it could be could be any one of them. But, uh, yeah, in terms of pitching, I'm going to go with Manoa. Right. Okay. How many saves? Uh, Different. Oh, no, this is. Yeah. How many different pitches do you think we will get a save from? Uh, I guess this is caveated with how many dogs need walking and ensuring that our pitches are in good health uh, before they come out. But, uh, yeah. So, Elizabeth, let's start with you on this one. I'm going to say six. Six saves, six different pitches. Okay. Is that based on any knowledge or is that just a complete random guess? That's mostly a complete random guess. I mean, Romano's going to get the most of them, but obviously there will be some, like if you've got save situations and back-to-back-to-back nights and he can't go, he'll get some other people. You might Mm. have someone pitch a complete. You might have a starter end up with a save if the score is such as it is and they're pitching. Does that count? Do they get a save if they pitch a no, complete? Not if they start. No, not if they okay. start, no. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, th- there's... But there's probably going to be some where Romano just doesn't pitch for whatever reason, whether he has walked the dog recently or... That sounds like a euphemism now for something. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Another story for another day for a different live stream. Um, but yeah, so Romano is not going to be able to pitch all of them, and we will need some of them as long as they're not Tyler Chatwood or Rafael Dolis, and we don't have to go down that road again, then that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Daniel, where, where have you landed um, on your pitches? Five. 
five. Very similar reasons. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five. Okay. Because there there are uh, unique circumstances, aren't there, in terms of when a save can actually be recorded? Um, uh, I'm right in saying that you know I, this is my lacking my baseball knowledge in terms of the rule book, in terms of how far a team is ahead and what point that pitcher comes in and all that sort of stuff. So there's lots of context is where it appears like it's going to be a save and actually isn't recorded as a save um so okay we'll go with with five uh david what what, what have you got uh, so i'm going six through the regular season plus one more in the postseason okay a seventh into the mix i like it that in the postseason uh mark where would you go i think four mm. pretty much the same reasons as elizabeth said i think Romano's going to be 80 to 90 percent, but there's going to be a few games, back to back games and things like that. But I just think it's only going to be a few extras, like maybe four, four four guys total. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I was down, to be honest, I was thinking about maybe three, but um, you guys have gone a bit higher than me um, because I think there are going to be so many moments where he, Romano is going to be in the, the shout for it. But I hadn't sort of really thought through the back to back to back situations. Hopefully that doesn't happen and we don't have too many save opportunities and that actually was so far ahead that a save isn't isn't required but um i went for three okay um who's going to have our lowest era starting pitches mark let's start with you gosman i think i think gosman is going to be our, our best pitcher this year yeah you're really confident uh, on him aren't you i, I think you know I, he, he looked so good today i've always I was confident mm. on before. I think wasn't he second or third in the NL in Cy Young last year? Yeah, he had maybe ten, like I said already, ten strikeouts or something less than Robbie Ray. He's up there with the top strikeout guys. Yep. Uh, today, today in spring, I know it's spring training, but he threw six six innings, and I, th- I think he was he was around eleven pitches mm. per inning. Fantastic. His yeah. splitter looked great. He was breaking guys out. Yeah, the like, splitter the splitter just, looked really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I'm really high on Gosman. I think Gosman is is going to be the big pickup this year. Sure. Yeah, yeah. David, where where are you with ERAs? Uh, yeah, I'm going Gosman as well. I was I was swithering a wee bit earlier between Gosman and Manoa, but I'm going Gosman. I think yeah, his numbers were really similar to to Robbie mm. Ray last year mm. overall. Hopefully, we can have a, another season like that. Yeah, Daniel, are you the same or are you? You got no, I've gone very off. I think I think actually. He sort of went under the radar slightly because of how well Robbie Ray did yep. last season. But I thought he was almost a, a banker every time he played. I thought he did really well for us. Yeah, settled into that nicely. And I think a bit more responsibility, um, being given opening day, maybe leading the rotation. I think yeah. it'll, it'll rise to that. So yeah, I think I think Gosman's going to be incredible. I completely agree with everyone, but mm. I think Barry Austin pick that. Very mm, good, uh, Elizabeth. Where where are you ending up with, with your bulb? Bold prediction. Here comes the Gosman train, and I'm hopping aboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody likes Gosman. Um, I, I mean, I can't, I can't argue against that. I, I mean, haven't seen a lot of him to be honest. Um, but you know what I've heard, and obviously what we saw today, looked very, very good. Uh, certainly, all the stuff I've read and heard is that he's, a, you know, very similar to Robbie Ray. It's a good switch out from one to the other. Uh, so I can't can't argue against those thoughts okay well time is sort of almost upon us so let's we let's go in the chat here if we want to 
dive a, into that. Oh, there's a question. Okay. Any concerns? Asking if there's any concerns about Gosman after his previous unsuccessful spell in the AL East, which yeah. is a spell that I'm not familiar with. Anyone with Baltimore? Yes, he was with Baltimore. Yeah, Mark. <laughs> Go on, you. Ruins, buddy. <laughs> I have no no concerns over that. That was that was then. He's a different pitcher now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I just I just think that's um, I mean it's a I guess it's a valid question, but I just. I don't think it's because I don't think he struggled in the AL East because of the AL East. A hundred percent, obviously the AL East is tough, but I think he just he just was a different pitcher back then. Sure. So, yeah. Still finding yeah. He was on the Orioles. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> have they have they released the starting rotation yet? I I'm not sure I've seen that. If they have they actually gone beyond opening day? Do we know? Where where he's pitching in the lineup? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering. What... He'll be, I think what they're doing right now in spring training is putting the rotation. Like yesterday was Barrios and today's yeah. Gaz. Tomorrow will be Manoa. Yeah. So I think that, that they're doing that to to get the guys ready. Yeah. For the, um, like on their routine for opening day. Yeah, and Rio and then Kikuchi down at five. Yeah. So exciting, exciting stuff. Um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. Okay. What, what should we do for our last stat as we close out? Uh, I think Elizabeth asked this one. Uh, we, we did have a load about commentaries and bits and pieces about how much Buck will say swing and drive and all that. I'm not sure how we're going to count that. So, um, we'll probably have to uh, put that to, I'm sorry, Daniel. I know that was one of yours that, uh, let's just assume it's a lot. It's probably quite a few. Well, certainly, um, you know, if we add up all the home runs and bits and pieces, there are going to be plenty of opportunities for for that to come through. Okay, so I think, Elizabeth, you you sent this one in. Um, prediction for the weirdest win of the season, like the Jays being no hit through seven and then scoring 11 runs. Okay, as you've asked the question, you've clearly been pondering on this one. So <laughs> give, us, give us your weird stat. Okay. So I predict that we will late in the season see Aurelvis Martinez playing in the major leagues for one reason or another, whether it's because he's ready or because someone's injured, whatever it is. I predict that he is going to hit the walk-off home run in a, in a huge game, either that like that clinches the AL East for the Jays or clinches their postseason spot. Okay. One of those two. Okay. He's going to hit the walk-off home run uh, that uh, will... Uh, Send them gonna, to the postseason or win the AL East. Is he going to be at Buffalo next year, or is he down at Double A? He's starting in Double A. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I my my prediction for weird and wild, crazy thing that'll happen will be that he does actually make his way into the big leagues and yeah. that he hits the walk off home run that makes it all happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, uh, David. Any weird weird game predictions you think coming your way? So I'm going to say that we are going to have a pitcher pitch a no-hitter through nine innings. Okay. But we're not going to win it till the extra innings. Ah. It's going to be 0-0 mm-hmm. through nine. Ricky okay. gets the most strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, drop it, drop it. <laughs> okay, Daniel, anything from your uh, crystal ball? I think there will be a game that we win, and in one innings, we will hit home runs of five different pitches. Very good. Excellent. Mark, anything brewing in your neck of the woods? 
I was going to say something similar to Elizabeth, but I was going to say it with, with Gabriel Moreno. Uh, yes. I, yeah, we haven't even I spoken about it. up this year, but I don't know if, uh, if, if I think Aurelvis Martinez will get called up maybe at the very end of the year as a September call-up. Yeah. But I I think he's next year, but that's just my opinion. But I yeah. think I think he's going to walk us off yeah. in, a, in, a, in, in an extra inning game or something like that. Yeah. Big game. Yeah, I, I think there's every every opportunity that he's going to come into the squad um, roster somewhere mid season. That would be my my thinking with him. I think we'll see how it goes with Kirk and Jansen in terms of the early duels. But I I think I think they might have a little look at him and just see how he, how he settles. I know we're getting ready to go, but does anybody know? Did, did the, in the new CBA did they get rid of the uh, service time issues, or is that still a thing? Because I think mm-hmm. he'll be up a little earlier than. Maybe in the, in the first two months. Hey, really? Yeah. What the exact rules are? They did change it. There's um, there are incentives to bring players up earlier. Okay, I think he'll be up in the next two months. I think the Jays are just trying to. I think this trade with Reese McGuire was mm. just so that at the beginning yeah. of the year when they have expanded rosters, I agree. They have a little flexibility to bring up a third catcher, but when that guy's when the rosters shrink down. I think that guy's going to be, what's his name, Collins? Whatever. He's going to be sent down. And I think Kirk might be in a trade somewhere. Jose Ramirez, maybe. Yeah. And as soon as all that, I think they're just going to, I think they're trying to make sure they do all that, those, that piece work first. But when the time's right, I think Moreno's, he's ready, like today. I think they're just trying to sort things out. Mm. Yeah, I, I really felt yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit of a chess move in terms of Reese McGuire going yep. just to make that space for that at a later point during this season. So, oh, let's watch. Let's watch that space, guys. Time, time has run away with us. That went very, very quickly, but that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for for joining in. Uh, so, as I said at the beginning, we're going to be here five o'clock Eastern time, ten o'clock. UK time, Monday evenings. So this time next week, we will be looking back over the opening series. How exciting is that? We're going to, yeah, we're just going to go through the games. We'll we'll have a little talk in terms of how we think they went, all that sort of stuff. Uh, please let us know your questions, if you've got anything that you want to add into the mix. And as I say, we're going to get a few other faces uh, involved as well as the season goes along. So um, hopefully we'll keep it nice and lively. But We thank you for joining us tonight and we'll catch you soon. Take care now. The Red, White and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at bluejaysfansuk at gmail.com and follow along on Twitter and Instagram at bluejaysfansuk. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.